You are Locked On 76ers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Thursday morning's Locked On 76er edition. Hey, I'm up Thursday morning. Who knows what time you guys get to this. So if you get up this morning... And, re- and, and listen to this, happy Thursday morning. If not, happy Thursday afternoon, ha- happy Thursday evening, whatever. I just want to welcome you guys to the only unfiltered Sixers podcast that comes to you five days a week. So I thank you guys for listening in. Today I got two topics I want to talk about. I want to talk about today's upcoming matchup between the 76ers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. In a little bit, I got to rush to the airport to hop on a plane to uh, to cover that tonight's game. Um, we want to talk about that. Uh, we want to talk about uh, the matchup between Joel Embiid and, and Carl Anthony Towns, uh, the reigning rookie of the year. It's going to be a phenomenal matchup on that you can get on national, on, on national TV tonight. It's going to be on TNT. Also, I want to talk about last night's game. You know, the Sixers defeated the uh, the Washington Wizards. You know, they they held on to win that game. Um, it was a it was it was a good one. I mean, the Sixers started out basically on fire. You know, you you think, hey, there's no way in heck that they're going to lose this game. Um, but the Wizards came back and uh, pulled within three. And the Sixers ended up winning uh, 109-102 uh, over the Wizards. But first, you know, there's been a lot of people who who a little upset with the Sixers because, uh, talking about the, the, the fan base, they're upset with the Sixers because um, Joel Embiid did not play last night. Um, you know, this here's a guy who does not play on back-to-backs. And the Sixers decided to have him rest last night, and he'll be he'll play tonight against Carl Anthony Towns. And when that announcement came out, man, it, you should have witnessed or or saw some of the reactions on Twitter, some of the reactions in our our comment section you know, on Philly dot com. Um, you know, people are upset. I mean, because and and I get where the upset comes from because. You look at uh, Embiid and, and you look at the state of the team right now and Embiid is playing at such a high level and the team is so much better with him to whereas fans want to see him play, the Sixers fans. And when they don't see him play or when he doesn't play, people don't really, their interest level in the game isn't as high as it would be if, if he had played. So I get that. And the Sixers are saying that, hey, we didn't, play him because of a certain matchup or we didn't sit him out this game because of uh Thursday night's game in Minnesota is a better matchup is on national TV and and this and that but again what else do you expect the Sixers to say they can't come out and say hey you know what fans we really appreciate y'all but we got to go and 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 get ready for the prime time I mean we got a national TV audience that we want to see Mr. MB dominate on or, or try to dominate on because it's going to be a tough matchup for him. 
Uh, I think he'll do well, though. But, you know, so they can't come out and say that. So, you know, of course they're, they're going to say it doesn't have anything to do with it. I think it does. But, again, I'm not going to come here and beat them up because of that. Because, you know, right now I know fans are upset. But, see, it's all about the brand. You know, the Sixers have to market themselves. You know, this Washington Wizards team, as, as, you, as you know, the Sixers beat them without Embiid. So, which was a, a good thing for them. Um, you you kind of figured that Embiid's replacement in the starting uh, starting lineup, Jalo Okafor, would have a pretty good game. Because, let's face it, he's frustrated Marcin Gortat over, well, last year. He frustrated him. So much so that Marcin had to, like, go in the media and say, I'm going to get him. I'm going to pay him back. I'm going to pay him back. And, you know, <laughs> Okafor was a rookie and this guy's a veteran. So, you know, you could tell that. He must have did something well. So they didn't need him. But right now, this game is, you know, the Sixers tonight, they're, they're trying to build their brand, like I said. They're trying to attract free agents. Now, this is the best way they can do it because you have to believe that a lot of players who aren't playing tonight are going to be locked into this game. Some players may even record it. Who knows? And they may watch the game later. They may watch the highlights. And what they're going to see is they're going to see Embiid on a national stage, and they may say, you know what? Mm, I would really like playing with this guy. And then when they get Ben Simmons back, mm, and this team has a lot of cap space, mm, let me go there and get some money. You know, I can be the missing leak. I can be the missing piece. Now, I know some people are saying, look, who cares about that right now? But believe me. Come next year, when you see an A-list or a, a high B-list type of free agent join the Sixers and say, the reason why I joined the Sixers is because I want to be a part of this rebuild because of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, then you will understand. Right now, if he didn't play, they would probably get destroyed. And I, that's nothing against... That's nothing against Jalo Okafor, who's a fine, um, you know, offensive-minded uh, center who basically has destroyed Carl Anthony Towns the last two years. But if he didn't play, I guarantee you they would lose this game. They would, they would definitely lose this game because he brings so much. And then with that front court that the other team has, you're going to need his body. You're going to need his shot blocking. You're going to need his his aggressiveness, his will to win, to help pull you through this. I mean, I have yet to meet a, a more competitive or cover a more competitive person than I have with than him. Believe me, it, it's ridiculous. But again, now let's, let's just talk about this matchup. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is a guy who, you know, I was fortunate enough to cover back when he was in the eighth grade, believe it or not. And you look at his skill set, his skill set is very similar to Embiid. Now, again, he's not as big as Embiid. Now, he's seven foot. He's listed as 244. Embiid is 7'2", 276. But when I talk about they have similar skill sets, what I mean by that is he's a guy who can shoot from the outside. He's a guy who can do things that you expect a guard to do, not a big man. They're not like these traditional lumbering big men. These are guys who can 
play a little bit in space, they defend, they can shoot. That's who he is. And it's funny because I let me I know a little bit about Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns Jr. His father, Carl Anthony Towns, was a phenomenal college basketball player. The only problem is he only grew to be six six. He led the MB excuse me, he led the NCAA in rebounding one year. But again, he didn't make it to the league. He was a poor man's Charles Barkley. But there's not too many people who can do the things that Charles Barkley does. Some people say Barkley is 6'6", 6'4", what have you. But this guy is a smaller guy. He just didn't have the size and he didn't have the the offensive skill package in regards to shooting and putting the ball on the floor that was needed for him to make it to the NBA. So what does he do? He gets his son. He says, hey. My son isn't going to be the same way like me. He's not going to be an uh, undersized power forward who's good on the high school and college levels. You know, I'm going to work on his outside game. So that's what he did with Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, I remember when he was in the eighth grade, I walked in the gym, and it's this guy, he's 6'10 at the time, right? 6'9, 6'10 at the time, and he's making threes like effortless, and you're like, wow. And he's doing all this other stuff. And then so you start to say to yourself, like, man, at, the, at that point, you know, he was still learning his body, so he didn't have the post moves or the inside presence that he has today. And you're saying, man, in a couple of years, this guy is going to be a beast once he puts it all together. And, hey, look at him now. He's a beast. You know, you know right now he's averaging 22 points and 8.9 rebounds, you know, uh, his, his last couple games, let's go over his last five games, you know, against Charlotte and you know, a loss to Charlotte. You know, he, uh, he, made th- <laughs> he made three threes, right? He ended up with 21 points, eight rebounds, four assists, one block. He did have three turnovers. Then the game before that, uh, he had 22 points and 12 boards. That was against the Lakers. That was the second game of a back-to-back. In the first game of the back-to-back against the Clippers, he had 24 points and 10 rebounds, right? You know, so, you know, these last five games, he's had 20 or more points in all of those games. Now, so you, you talk about him, and then you, 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 you talk about Embiid. You know, Embiid, man, you know, He's right now, he he has to be the favorite for rookie of the year. I mean, the overwhelming favorite, not just the favorite. I mean, you you look at him, he's leading all rookies in points and rebounds, right? He's averaging 18 points. Buddy Hill is the second. Buddy Hill, heading into last night's game, Buddy Hill and Dario Sarge were the closest to him. You know, they both were averaging 9.7 points. 9.7, right? So, you know, it's like this guy is running away with it. He was averaging 7.3 rebounds. You know, it's like, come on now, he is averaging 7.3 rebounds. You know, block shots, he's averaging 2.29 rebounds. You know, he has two double-doubles. He and Dario Sarge are the only two rookies with two double-doubles. That's his teammate. I mean, I'm telling you, Embiid is a beast, and he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. 
Now, if I'm the Timberwolves, I'm a little bit concerned about, about tonight's game in regards to Carl Anthony Towns. Like, again, I know Carl's going to come back. I know, he, I know he's going to come out and he's going to play strong. But Okafor is also going to play in this game, Jalil Okafor. And Jalil Okafor has dominated him in years, in years past. Dominated him. And he also dominated him last year in the two head-to-head matchups as rookies. Here we go. Carl Anthony Towns, the first game they played was on November the 23rd at Minneapolis. Carl Anthony Towns got in early foul trouble. He was only able to play 19 minutes, 6 seconds. He finished with 6 points. Right? 2 rebounds. Right? He had 2 blocks. Right? 1 steal. But he was dominated. I mean, I get the two blocks, but just the foul trouble and everything, he just had a bad game. Now, I know the two blocks sound strong, but he was dominated. I'm here. I was there to see the game. I'm telling you, he was dominated. Okay. Then on January the 4th, he came home. Carl Anthony Town is from North Jersey. He, uh, you know, he knows a lot of people in the Philly area, this and that. He even played uh, one AAU game for a team in South Jersey. So he's familiar with the area. That game, he had eight points, six rebounds. He was four for eight shooting in 24, point, tw- excuse me, 24 minutes and 35 seconds. He had one assist. You know, so when you look at it, last year his average was seven points, 4.5 rebounds, uh, and one block against the Sixers. You know, all that was way below what he was doing to other teams. So that was, you know, they dominated him. So it's going to be... Good to pay attention to what he does tonight and see what he can do against the Sixers. Let's get back to last night's game. Let's get back. We're talking about Okafor. Okafor had a phenomenal game. I mean, Okafor, you know, he he struggled mightily the game that the Sixers had on, on Monday at Houston. I mean, on that game, he had four points on Two for eleven shooting, you know. This game, he scored more. He scored ten points alone in the second quarter on four for four shooting. So you know that's telling you that you know this guy. He really erased memories of that game. But to his credit, you know he didn't say, "Hey, this game was. I was extra motivated to do this and do that." You know, hey, I even asked him the question. He looked at me like I was crazy. Kind of felt like. Okay, buddy. <laughs> but but it's all good. You know, he finished with uh, 19 points on 8-4-11 shooting. Now, the one thing we learned about that game is that I know Buddy Hill didn't play. I know that John Wall, that was his eighth game back from double knee surgery. But, man, the Sixers are not the worst team in the NBA, y'all. It's, it has to be the Washington Wizards. I mean, the Sixers up by 24 in the second quarter. The Wizards only scored 15 first quarter points, which is the lowest point total by in, in the quarter by a Sixers opponent this year. Now, John Wall came back and had 27 points. You know, he was like, he brought his, he willed his team back. But I'm here to tell you, 
This team only won two games this season for a reason. I mean, this team is not that good. I mean, they're bad. They're you know they're bad. Um, I mean, now again, will the Sixers? Um, you know, will the Sixers uh, be able to uh, combat that? Um, will the Sixers? Um, I mean, you know, will the Sixers be able to combat them when they when they face them again? You know, I don't know, but uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll pay close attention to that. But right now, man, this team is horrible. Um, you know, two and eight, zero oh and five on the road. Um, you know, you got one guy hurt, the other one, the other one is coming back, and it's funny. You know, this team is basically new. They're like the only real. Them and Marcin Gortat, like the and well, I shouldn't say the only ones because they got Markeith Morris, Otto Porter Jr. So I can't even give them that excuse and say that you know they got rid of a lot of people. But I will say this, you know, one thing I learned that the Sixers aren't the worst team. The only thing is now coming into tonight's game, we'll see if the Sixers can snap their winless streak on the road. They have lost twenty consecutive games. And something else, we'll also see if they can win back-to-back games since March of last season. So that's something to really pay attention to. You know, I really want to thank y'all for listening this week. Like I said, you come to me to get the unfiltered, the only unfiltered Sixers podcast that comes to you five days a week. Here, you can get that here and listen to me. And you get the only, like I said, the only unfiltered podcast that comes to you five days a week. Thank you. I have this flight to catch. I want y'all to enjoy your day and make sure you watch tonight's game. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.